Welcome to episode 260 of Crack the Customer Code. If a customer falls out of your sales funnel and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Hey, it's Adam DeBorg and I'm here as always with my partner, Jeannie Walters. I threw in the middle. I don't want to throw in the middle name today because we haven't done that in a while. Yes, well, you know, you've got a brand of holding your brothers in the space, and I think it's important. You guys are scary. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the perfect opening for right. Crack the Customer Code. Uh, that's, that's our new intro bit now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for the sound bite. Not a problem. Well, we are here live, not live, at NSA Influence 2017, and this is the Crack the Customer Code podcast and ancillary video. And today we have a really special guest who we're very excited about, Julianne Sullivan. Thank you. Who is a 30-year veteran in the financial services space (laughs) (laughs) and got out of that, is now recovering. You're still in a recovery process, I believe. A little bit, a little bit. And now companies ask her to come in and really help them to improve their workplace and make sure that they're a productive, engaged environment, which we just love because, of course, we know how that connects to customer experience. Absolutely. So, welcome, Julianne. Welcome. Thank you. Thank right. you. This is really fun. And, I like this. And before we get into all your great knowledge and content, I have to ask you, as a fellow recor- recovering accountant or accounting mm. major, really, I was only like an accountant for oh, six you months. Went to real- I know, but I'm still. Did you, did you do like a 12 step program or how'd you get out? It was like the mall. I did a cold turkey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So Good I'm for you. still. I'm still trying not to make straight lines on it. You know, the first time I had a sponge of wall, you know, I was so afraid I was going to sponge it like this. <laughs> like perfectly and, in right angles. And the, yeah, and the yeah. whole idea is you're supposed to be free. Right, right. right. So, Sponging with a ruler. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I have bike focals with a line, because I had those Verilux things, and I was going like this. I said, i got to have a line, yeah. so i, I got to know where to look. Oh, it, that's so. funny. So some things, yeah, are still there. That's very But they're handy. handy. Yeah, sure. Oh, you learn the skills every day. I'm, have a credit I'm really organized. Things. That's I good. bet that's true. I yeah, bet that's, that's true. That's good. So when you come in and talk to these companies and work with them to make a productive and more engaged environment, what does that really mean? What do you do for them? Oh, nothing really. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, many companies out there, you know, they just, um, their workplace isn't engaged enough. So, you know, people get up and they'd rather take a picnic than go to work. Mm -hmm. And so I work with them on creating a culture so that their people want to work for them. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, And like you said, it absolutely, it starts at recruiting Mm -hmm. and it ends at customer service, right? So it flows through the whole company. And that's one of the areas that I need to educate companies about is that what's happening with the attitude and of their workforce bleeds into everything else, mm-hmm. right? So um, if you have a employee that's more engaged, they're obviously going to work harder and smarter, and they're going to be better problem solvers. They're actually, I could even show you some research, where they're going to be healthier too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they may bring in your next great employee as well. And while they're, they're at the local bar, you know, having wings and beer, they're going to talk better about your company. Mm-hmm. And we all know you never know where your next customer is coming from, right? That's very true. So and You never know which bar your next employee is coming out of. That's, that's true, true too. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what does that education process look like when you're edu- you said you need to educate companies about that? What does that look like? How do you sort of take companies through that? Or company leadership, I should say. Yeah, well, we need to talk about what they think is missing. And then I usually do some kind of survey so that we see what their employees think are missing and kind of meld the two because a lot of times, as you can imagine, Mm -hmm. those results are very different. So the first thing we have to do is find ways to have them sync. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that has to do with not only working with leadership and not only working with the workforce, but working with those two groups together. Sometimes in companies, it's important to have different departments work together. So a lot of times in companies, you'll have a sales department and a marketing department, which really overlap. But nobody ever talks to one another no. in those departments. And, Why would you do that? Oh, my goodness. And go to lunch with one another? <laughs> no. But when you do or when you have some kind of training or um, or even take somebody different out to lunch day, mm-hmm. what you get is this cross-pollination and somebody in sales might say, you know what we really need from the marketing department? Or marketing might say, wow, I have a great idea because now I understand more what your sales department does. Mm -hmm. So it's really education first and then figuring out where the gaps are and then working on those, not just in the moment, but coming up with creative ideas so that whatever we come up with will last. So, um, you know, whether it's hanging posters on the wall or uh, having fun days once a month or having some kind of employee incentive programs or there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a book written out there, 1,500 ways how to engage employees. So, you know, there's lots of ideas and, and then you let them come up with their own organic ideas. Mm-hmm. Then the, that workforce is, has buy-in right away, right? Cause they came up with the idea. Right. That's super helpful. I want to punch that idea for all of you out there. The idea that's of silos, okay? Silos are culture killers, and mm-hmm. they are customer experience killers. You that's cannot true. deliver great customer experiences across a journey if people are not working together, if teams are not working together. So that is a great point. Mm-hmm. And, and in accounting firms, when I worked in an accounting firm, they are really, sorry, not too good <laughs> at it. <laughs> and what happens then, and it happens in other industries too, how can they cross-sell? So if you're at a client's doing, let's say, taxes, and you have no idea what your valuation group does, how can you even be aware if you're in a situation where you could go, oh, by the way, our company could help you here? Mm -hmm. And that could be in any industry. And that's what happens in those silos. So I knew somebody once who worked had a trucking company, and they had people in the sales department working on packaging, mm-hmm. working on the dock, and doing all the different jobs before they ever got to sales. So they had an idea, if they told a customer, oh, I can get you that in two weeks, that they really knew that was a possibility, yeah. right? Because that's customer service, mm-hmm. right? And you always want to over, over-deliver over your promises, not the other way right. around. Not the other, yeah, that's what we pretty much say. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. under-deliver. <laughs> don't under-deliver and over-promise. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's, that's not And good. somebody manage that 
you know, that dynamic where sales makes promises to get the sale mm-hmm. that operations or customer service or whatever other department can't deliver on. Mm-hmm. And that's a big dynamic in larger corporations, particularly because sales are incentivized to close sales. Right. And they may make promises to close those sales that, you know, they may write checks that the rest of the organization can't have. Right. And that's actually kind of a common belief throughout right. corporate America, throughout the world, where sales has almost permission, wink, wink, to do that. And so they kind of encourage each other to do that. And then all of a sudden, when it's time to go to how things are actually executed, everybody's scratching their head saying, you you know, what is this product that you promised that we don't yeah. have? Yeah. We don't even all sell those. those. Yeah. 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 We don't even sell them. That's the guy down the street. Yeah. You know, right? And another way that this plays out is you'd be surprised how many employees in a company have no idea what their purpose is. Yes. Yeah. And and they they did a study once and and it was 47% of people could not explain what they do. Mm-hmm. So if they can't explain what they do, how can they explain what the company does? Right. And then how can they explain it to a customer? They can't. Right? right really that and um, that affects everything in the mm-hmm. company. It, it affects the productivity. It affects the customer service. It it affects what people do and how well they do it because they're not really connected to it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? They don't understand that bigger purpose. So that's another part that's really important. And you mentioned something about, you know, getting the employees involved in what would make a better place. Oh, wow, what a concept. I know, I know. But <laughs> I I really saw yes. something that, you know, we talk a lot here about how if you say to somebody, if you don't give me five stars, like, don't put it on the survey. You know, right, it's right. five stars or nothing. Right. And I was working with a client once who had these employee surveys, and they thought, we're doing the right thing. We're getting all these survey results. And if anything came back that wasn't great, the follow-up were these awful meetings where the department had to sit with their manager and basically figure out, brainstorm ways about how to make it better. But sometimes the manager was the problem. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. Bad bosses are the yeah. number one reason people leave Absolutely. their jobs. And so they kind of train the employees because none of them wanted to go through these meetings. So they train the employees that the next year, guess what? That was a great manager suddenly <laughs> because right. they didn't want to go through the punishment of honest feedback. Well, it's interesting you say that because another area of employee engagement that I make, I, I, I work with leaders to understand is people need a safe place Mm -hmm. to express themselves. And that's not only in, um, see, I do those surveys, but I make them anonymous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that would never happen with the surveys that I do. And I don't, I can give results, but like if I have a survey where people write things, I never give that Mm -hmm. to leadership because Mm -hmm. they can figure out who that is in some way. So I don't do that. And then I build trust with the workforce and they know I won't do that. Um, and so, but people need to have a safe place where they can express themselves, not only for situations like that, but let's say they're working on an assembly line of some sort, and they don't feel safe to go back and say, you know, this, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then what do you get? Then you get a recall of millions and millions and millions of cars mm-hmm. because someone didn't feel like they were in a safe environment to say we need to do this differently. And I'll just throw this out a little. I'm not going to get into lean uh, manufacturing, but that whole idea of lean 
is encouraging mm-hmm. people to come up, and you can use that in any industry. It doesn't have to be uh, manufacturing. That idea that everyone is encouraged mm-hmm. to come forward and saying, you know what, this doesn't work, and I have, and, and then get together and figure out a better way. Let other people be the problem solvers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked on um, one of our speakers here at NSA Influence uh, actually spoke about the oil rig, uh, the BP oil spill, yeah. and how that. People were not, it was not a culture where they would come forward exactly. and, cha- and challenge. And, that and people to, lost their lives. Right. I mean, this is a, it's a truly important issue. And, it, you know, it may manifest itself where the stakes aren't that high, but it manifests itself no matter what, where the stakes matter to that organization. Absolutely. Because if it's going to come out in their product, that's going to affect right. your business in a multitude of ways. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned lean. I think we should do about 20 minutes on Six Sigma. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. You got the wrong person. We're we're, going to hype it up here. I am not a recovering accountant because I would never opt in. So (laughs) just know your audience here. Oh, yeah, that. Know your audience, audience, right. (laughs) Well, as a lead-in to that, leadership needs to know their workforce. Mm -hmm. And hopefully... People are understanding more and more, and I find this in the work that I do, um, that you just can't say, well, we've always done it this way and it works. Yeah. The problem is, is there's far, my opinion, far too many organizations out there that feel like, well, this is a profit we have and this has been going along, and they have no vision about how much bigger and better it can be. If they had that vision, then they would change the environment. But because they're happy with the status quo. um, They're not only happy, secure in it. Right. Well, they are, but of course, you know, they're having... They don't think they're secure, right? Yeah, and they're having a high turnover, but they don't care because they still make the same profits Mm -hmm. every year. But, you know, that's kind of sad. But And there's some people aren't a good fit for what I want to do. Like, I don't go in and, like, hammer people. you got to change. You know, I work with people that go, whew, we need to do something and we need help. Right. You know, if they don't get it, then yeah. I have to wait until they have some idea that this is a good idea. Perfect. At, well, at our organization, we always say we only work with enlightened leaders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise, you're always trying to convince them. And then, and then they're also, like anything in life, when people don't really want to go along with whatever the game plan is, they're always looking for that first moment. Oh, see, it doesn't work, you yeah. know? And so it's it's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> Life is too short. But we make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, but you can't have fun with those kinds yeah. of clients. So, And you'll never make them happy. So I think... Um, uh, you know, for anyone out there who's an entrepreneur, you gotta, you gotta really keen in on that. Uh, when is it not gonna work and it's not a good fit, it's right? True. That's it's true, true for employees or, um, you know, when you recruit or when you try something new. I do a lot of work in change management and it's like once you implement the change, that's not the end. That's the new beginning, right? Yeah. Cause you gotta see if it works and tweaks it and tweak it and, you know, um, it, nothing is nothing is done 
ever. Sorry. Never ends. And you know, my favorite poster is life is a journey, not a destination. Mm-hmm. And and that's the way in an organization is too. Well, if you stand still, somebody else, your competitor, the yeah. industry, the world is not standing still and you get left behind. Right. There is no standing still. You right. Know, if you're not always changing and evolving, Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're losing. Right. You know, some people so. say, oh, my customers like it the way it was. Well, your customers do like it the way it was, but your customers will also like if you innovate new things that make their life easier and Absolutely. better. Absolutely. Right. We should do a whole podcast where we just list all the companies that said that that yeah. now that, that that Amazon has now put out of business. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They like Seriously. you until they don't. Right. I mean, they, yeah. You know, or until something better comes. Right. Along. That's exactly right. They they are loyal, quote unquote, right. until they're something not. else comes along, yeah. and then they're not. Well, there was a time, when, you know, because Blockbuster is sort of an easy time, but there was a time when BlackBerry oh, like, yeah. owned the world, yeah, and they just like no business people aren't going to go over to right. those fancy swipey yeah. things, yeah. right? <laughs> And they did. They went in droves, and now it's a whole right. And and it's hard to it's hard to do that when it's already started. Mm -hmm. So you have to like be there right away. Right, you have to look ahead. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Well, we know that there are bad clients and there are good clients. And anybody who is listening to this or watching this, I'm sure, would be a good client. So if you want to work with Julianne, Julianne, please tell us how people can find more about you and get in touch with you. Well, they can always call me at 724-942-0486. Or you can go to my website, julianesullivan.com. And that's J-U-L-I-E-A-N-N, Sullivan. Everyone knows how to spell it. <laughs> um, .com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at J-A-S at, well, J-A-S-A-T-L-N-E. You won't remember that. It's on the It'll be, We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. We'll put it on the video and all that. So, Definitely. all right. Well, thank you so much, Juliana. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's, yes, it. it's, been it's been fun. fun. Thank you. I like to have fun. <laughs> fun is good. I, I'm a big fan of fun. And I'm a big fan of people having fun at work because it's amazing how that will up everything. I like your pen, That's but cool. it wasn't here today. She has a live, love, laugh. Oh, I do. It's a great yeah. pen. That's mm, yeah, the way to be. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been Crack the Customer Code. I'm Adam Port. You can find out more about me at customersatsick.com. And you are who? I'm still Jeannie Walters. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find out more about me at 360connectwithanx.com. All right. And we are proud members of the C-Suite Radio family, so make sure to check out there. Yes, yes. And Julianne as well. And until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.